relational struggles. You know, many times the Lord has brought us through. Letter E says, wait on the Lord and be patient. Psalm 27, 14 says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You know, as we, we're an impatient people, or I'm impatient anyway, maybe you guys aren't. But we need to wait on him and trust his timing because he knows what's best for us and he knows our struggle. And we need to know God is present. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And Romans 8.31, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? You know, we can be discouraged and we can say all is lost. And, you know, so often I think part of the reason we're discouraged is because we put our hope in ourselves, or we put our hope in, in man or the things of this world. And God wants us to hope in Him. We need to keep our minds on Christ. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. We need to stay away from the fake news and we need to focus on what is you know, someone once said, this scripture is a sanctuary for the soul. You know, those virtues are what Christ has. You know, when we think about these things, that's, that's, that's Jesus. He is lovely. He is pure. He's praiseworthy. So number two, why? Why should we strengthen ourselves in the Lord? And certainly we would say, well, because I don't want to be down in the dumps all the time. But there's more to it than that. The first reason is to honor God. Amen. You know, when we don't, when we're down the mouth and we're complaining and we, you know, just think all hope is lost. It shows that we have a lack of faith. We just are doubting God. Yes. And it's not honoring to Him. 1 Peter 4, 10-11 says, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. And Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. 
For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Okay, B, under why should we strengthen ourselves in the Lord, is to encourage other believers. Galatians 6.10 Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. God has brought us together to be an encouragement and a blessing to each other. Amen. And certainly, He wants us to be good to everyone, but especially to those of the household of faith. Hebrews 10, 23-25 Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for He who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as we see the day approaching. Do you see the day approaching? Yes. Have you ever thought, is this getting close to the end? I, I know Bruce and I talk, and we certainly think so. But especially as we see the day approach, we, we know that we need to be an encouragement and blessing. We, we don't want to lose hope. And we don't want to be a discouragement. You know, I, I made a little note here. I said, if you're not hurting and don't feel as though you can be a help or an encouragement to anyone, come and receive love and encouragement from your family. You know, come and cry on their shoulder or whatever. But that's what the body of Christ is for. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and of God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble with the comfort which, which we ourselves are comforted by God. So, you know, whatever you've gone through in the past, God can use that to help others. And letter C, to bring the lost to Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf be reconciled to God. And I made another note. I said, Christ has done all the work of reconciling us to God. We don't reconcile people to God. We tell them they need to be. Yes. Amen. God is the one who saves. The Holy Spirit is the one who convicts and changes hearts and lives. But we need to tell them. They may not have heard. It may not have clicked to them before. Certainly in this country, you would think everyone has heard the gospel. But we need to keep preaching because they may have heard it, but it never really clicked with them before. The Holy Spirit just used all those times they heard it to kind of build up to a point where the seed sprouts and grows. So we 
We need to keep going. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you the reason for the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear. You know, this scripture is talking about being persecuted, but I think it can pertain to just daily living and not necessarily be being persecuted. You know, I'm sure you all, I know I have in my life, have had people recognize, you know, that I pray, I don't cuss, and, and I have something that they don't have because they've come to me and said, what do you think about this? You know, and they'll ask me about some something going on or what the Bible says about something. Matter of fact, my neighbor a few years ago asked me that. And, you know, prior to that, a friend of mine came to me one time and said, what does the Bible say about this? If the Lord is not set apart in our own lives, it wouldn't be evident to others. Is Jesus Lord of our lives? You know, we say that he is, but does our life show that, you know, do we have uh, the integrity and the, the uh, outward, um, I can't think of the word, but anyway, do our lights, our, our lives show light? Do our lights shine? Or are they hidden under a basket? Okay, then number three. When should we strengthen ourselves in the Lord? And I just said, always. We need to always strengthen ourselves in the Lord. Ephesians 5, 17 to 20. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If we're doing that, we don't have time to be down in the mouth. Amen. We don't have time to be discouraged. I don't know about you, but when I'm thankful... I'm overwhelmed with God's goodness and His love. Philippians 4, 4-7 Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God which surpasses or, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. If we have chaos and turmoil in our life, we need the peace of God. Amen. And the peace of God will protect us from any lie that the enemy would want to, us to believe and be discouraged by. Romans 8, 22-23 says, For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. Not only that, but we also have the first fruits 
of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. I don't know about you, but I do enough groaning. <laughs> it, you know, sometimes it's so much, and I say, come Lord Jesus. And all creation does too. You know, if you stop to think about it, the earth and the stars and all. You know, God created them. And, you know, certainly they're inanimate objects. We don't worship them or anything, but God created them. And it says God's creation groans. What is that like? It's like, you know, they, they have some kind of a connection or relationship with them. You know, that I have no idea. But, you know... I understand the groaning. Finally, 2 Timothy 4.8, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. This world is not our home. God doesn't want us to get too comfortable here. Do you love his appearing? Paul said, there's laid up for a crown of righteousness for me, but not for me only, but for all those who love his appearing. Uh, somebody I listened to once in a while on the internet said he was in Singapore speaking once, and somebody picked him up from the airport, and uh, you know, and he was going on and on and on. God is so good to me. He's really blessed me. My business is growing. and Everything's going wonderful. I'm building a new house. And he says, I hope the Lord doesn't come back right away. I want to be able to enjoy all this. <laughs> Do we love the things of this world more than we love his appearing? Are we eager for him to come back? Or do we want to just kind of savor our time here a little? I don't. I'm ready. I want him to come back. Hebrews 11.10 Abraham waited for the city which was has foundations whose builder and maker is God. You know, we're just passing through. We are ambassadors here. We're representatives of the kingdom of God. This isn't our home. You know, an ambassador goes to a foreign land and represents his home country. <clears throat> Second Corinthians 4, 16 and 18 says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. You know, the, the more time you spend on this earth, the older a person gets, the more he realizes that the outward man is perishing. You know, we don't really think about it so much when we're young. Nope. But as we get older, we can we can notice that. <laughs> I mean, you guys are just all blurry out there. <laughs> My eyes aren't 20-20 like they used to be. So we gotta build up the inward man. This is not our home. And I like 
Scripture says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Are we looking to the things which are seen and becoming overwhelmed and fearful? Or are we being distracted because they, in a way, become our gods? Our, our, you know, maybe it's a, a new car or our bank account or maybe it's our vacation or our home or so many things can distract us and there's nothing wrong with any of those things but are we are our affections more towards them than they are toward the things that are not seen you know just think right now if God would make it so we could see everything that is invisible I mean and I'm thinking of this in the spiritual realm the the spiritual forces of darkness that are fighting to, to take control of us and the spiritual forces of light that are watching over us and protecting us. You know, God wants us to look to eternal things. So many people in this world are distracted by the things that are seen. And we need to talk to them and, and help them to see that there's more than this world. You know, some people might get pretty enamored with the world and, and are happy with their lives, but there are a lot of people that are disappointed and discouraged. And they don't know about Jesus. They don't know that they can have life and that more abundantly. You know, and, and there, that's another scripture. Many times we take that all wrong. We think the abundant life is, is all these earthly possessions that we could possibly imagine. But the abundant life in, in God is way more than that. The abundant life in Jesus is a joy unspeakable and full of glory. It is hope for the future. It is it is a life worth living. Paul said he was about ready to be poured out as a drink offering. And it was right before his martyrdom. But, you know, a drink offering, when they poured it on the hot altar, it just turn to steam and that's our life it, it's not about us it's about what we can do for others and for the Lord when our life is poured out like a drink offering and dumped on the, the hot altar it just evaporates we, we dissipate we're, we're not it's not oh boy they're wonderful all about Jesus. So, if your heart is downcast and discouraged today, if you look at this world 
and think there is no hope. <coughs> know that you can strengthen yourself in the Lord. Yes. You can have hope in the Lord. Let's rise and close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this this day. I thank you for the hope that you give us. And Lord, I don't know who in this room or who will be watching even today or in the future. But God, if there is anyone within the sound of my voice that feels as they have no hope, that feels like how can they have hope? How can, what, what can they do? Even as the jailer said, what must I do to be saved? God's word says that we are all lost without Jesus. He is our only hope. And the gift that he has for us is a free gift, freely given. But he wants us to reach out and take it. He wants us to receive it by faith. God's word says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So I just implore you today. If you do not yet know Jesus as your Savior, if you have looked to the things of this world, whether they be drugs or alcohol or whether it be money and fame and recognition, whether it be your work or your relationships, whatever it is, if you've looked to those things and have been disappointed, maybe you've You've been greatly disappointed and not just let down lightly. God is calling you. His Holy Spirit is speaking you to you today. So turn to Him and simply ask Him to save you. Tell Him, Lord, I've messed my life up. I've sinned and I've not done what I should have done. Forgive me, Lord, and save me. And if you pray that prayer and are serious, if you are serious with God and believe, He will save you and His Holy Spirit will show you what to do next. We'll show you how to live a life for Christ. He will cause you to see things differently. And He will give you hope. Not only for this life, but for eternity to come. Father, I thank you for each one that has heard this today. Each one that you have spoken to today. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to minister the rest of this day and throughout this week to your word that has been spoken today. 
because we know your word doesn't come back empty, but accomplishes that which it's sent forth to do. I pray your blessing upon each one here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you all. You're dismissed. Yeah. 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 Yeah.